Hello, Anchor family and podcast family. This is Kimberly Bonner with the Business Skill Insights Podcast. And today I am officially back in the saddle and continuing this series on predictable success by Les McCune. Uh, We had a hiatus that could not be helped, but I'm here to recap (laughs) for those of you who have completely forgotten or are new to this series. I was doing a book review on Predictable Success by Les McCune since I am a business scale uh, specialist and focus on growing businesses and taking them from one unit to 100 units. I thought this was a wonderful, terrific, actually, one of the best books out there that really charts the progress and growth and phases of a business. If you haven't picked up the book, By Lesson McCune, I strongly suggest that you do it because having been in different organizations, for-profit, non-profit, honestly, this is one of the best books that I've ever come across that really charts the, the progress of a business during different phases, what you can expect. It's almost like, um... Uh, an an x-ray in looking at businesses and their health at different phases. And it's wonderful for you to get this in your hands as a startup in particular, and also as a mature business, because you don't know what you don't know. And there are people like myself and there are people like Les McCune that have looked at businesses over time and you see patterns and it doesn't matter what the business or even the organization, it could be a nonprofit. There are just some patterns that remain the same and Les McCune has really identified them so well in this book. So definitely go get it. You can download it on your Kindle. You can get it at your local bookstore, but I strongly suggest you get the book predictable success so we're back and I'm recapping predictable success when I uh, left off before my hiatus to deal with family matters Uh, we were talking about the first two stages of a business's development and the first two stages the first one is early struggle that's really when you're just struggling to survive as the name uh, indicates and you're trying to find that market basically you're trying to find the people that will pay for your service and all of your efforts in early struggle has to be that everything is secondary so if you are not if everyone on your team is not focused and you are not focused like a laser on finding the market for your goods or services there there's a high likelihood that you will not survive the first phase of any business or organization and that is early struggle you've got to find a market for your service One of the things that helped me tremendously, and as I serve and as I counsel and consult with businesses, and particularly startups, so many people are desirous to start a business that is their particular passion and is their particular you know, love and their niche. Maybe you came out of a a business or you came out of an organization and you perfected X. And therefore, because you perfected X, you think there's a market out there that is clamoring for your expertise in X. And one of the things that you have to learn to, to pivot very quickly, and that is, 
whatever your service and product is, it can't just be about your love and your passion. You have to pivot very quickly. And I did this in my own business because my passion is everything related to intellectual property management. But the masses of people are not going to pay the amount of money that it takes to really do intellectual property management services. So my intellectual property management services had to take a back seat to my franchise development services. And in many ways, franchises are built on the backs of intellectual property like trademarks and copyrights and patents. So I had to flip my priority and focus on franchising, which had a far larger market, a far better developed market than IP management. If I had not done that, I would not have survived my first year. And so please listen to Les McCune and listen to me and my testimony. Do not just build a business based upon your individual passion. Build a business that has a clear market or an identifiable market for your services immediately. And we're back with Kimberly Bonner and Business Scale Insights talking about now recapping the second phase of business growth, and that is the fun stage. Once you finally find that market, this clear identifiable market, now it's all about growth, right? It's all about sales. You find the market, you've got your fishing rod, you've got your bait, <laughs> and now it's time to get those fish hooked, right? On your services or product and reeling them in. Because that's the only way you're going to eat, you know? Um, you know, in business, I know we're, we're living in a time where people are fundraising their way into a business model. I don't even think that's a business. I don't know what that is. I, I know that there are uh, smarter people than I am that think that that's a viable way to grow a business. I fundamentally think that if you don't have a market and people are not willing to pay for whatever it is that you're providing, um, that, that yields a profit. I'm very old school. I don't think you have a business. I think you have something else and we need to call it something else and that's fine. And we come with up with a new category of whatever that is, but I don't think you have a business. If you don't have an identifiable market of, of people who are willing to pay for your goods and services on a regular basis at a profit. You don't have a viable business. So this second stage, which is the fun stage, it's really about growth. It's about sales. It's about sales, 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 sales. This is one thing that I will tell you that so few universities and graduate schools, they do not teach you about how to sell, the importance of selling. And that's why so many people who do not go to school, they don't go to college, they don't go to graduate school, but they are groomed by great sales and salespeople. They do so well in the marketplace and they do so well in business. Um, there was, there's, there's this root, you know, there's a story that the folks that, you know, make the C minuses in your class or the F's are generally sometimes your greatest entrepreneurs. And this is true because many of times they're honing this salesmanship that most of us never adopt and don't and look and look down on. And, and I will say this, the, the, the businesses that 
make it to the second stage, which is fun. They are generally led by people who have perfected sales. Either the, the founder is a great salesperson or the founder had enough sense to hire great salespeople. I will say this, if you don't appreciate sales, if you think sales is icky, if you think sales is not legitimate, if you think sales is dishonorable, just hang up your, 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 your business, put it away, sit down, go someplace and die. <laughs> I'm just kidding, sort of. But go someplace and let your business die because sales is honorable. Sales is valuable. Salespeople tell people how wonderful your product or service is and how it is going to benefit them and, and give their lives value. Whether it's a can opener, whether it's a car, whether it's um, a shoe, whether it's a dress, they translate to the masses the great value and benefit of your product or service to them. And in exchange, because of that conversation and because of their ability to yield a commitment, you actually get money, okay? That ability to translate value to people is invaluable. And so if you're in business right now, if you're a startup, in particular, and you are an engineer, and you are in IT, or you're in law, or you're in medicine, and you think sales is beneath you, and you think sales is beneath your company, then in my opinion, you shouldn't be in the game of business. You need to do something different. You need to start something different. Because sales to me is a form of evangelism, and evangelism at its best is telling people, giving people a message about something, about uh, some item, some person who has some, some value or some expertise that can change and benefit their life. The best salespeople are the best evangelists, and the best evangelists give you something that will change your life. Don't poo-poo this phase you want to move into fun and you want to have a legitimate business. Now we're at the third stage after you made it through early struggle and you now are selling like crazy and having fun. Now when you're really hitting your stride, you're hitting white water and white water is the stage where it's a natural progression from fun. According to Les McCune. Because if you're really selling and you're really in growth mode, then things are going to start to become overwhelming because you're growing at a level that you really can't keep up with everything. So according to McCune, white water is the third stage of growth. White water occurs as a natural outgrowth from fun. In other words, an organization that doesn't have to do anything specific an organization doesn't have to do anything specific to get into Whitewater once it reaches the fun stage. So long as the organization continues to grow, it will hit Whitewater automatically. To put it another way, Whitewater comes as an unavoidable corollary of growth. As soon as the small, vibrant organization emerges from early struggle into fun and starts to really grow, it immediately begins to become more complex. More people are added. So decision-making becomes more difficult. Lines of communication are less clear, making execution difficult also. Additionally, as the business's 
customer client list grows, so does the long tail of legacy or service issues attached to each customer. So as a result, the whitewater stage, painful as it is, is often more prolonged than it needs to be because senior management's natural reaction is to reject the very thing that is needed to get through whitewater. And this is the most important takeaway today. You need to, the, the business needs to have systems and processes. The logic is simple and compelling. Because systems and processes have until now not been, been vital for your growth, they are now rejected by many business leaders as a solution to the problems caused by whitewater. In fact, the right balance of systems and processes is exactly what's required to get the business stabilized and take it out of whitewater. And so the organic nature of a startup and moving into fun stage, it's all fun and games and still until something drops, until mistakes are made, big mistakes are made and clients are not happy. So that's, that's the problem. Fun is great until you start making mistakes and then white water hits and people don't want to stymie the creativity by putting systems and processes in place. Tomorrow, we're going to talk more about white water and we're going to talk about why it is so important to get these systems in place and why it's so important to develop your operations and get out of white water. So that will be our focus tomorrow, all about white water. I hope you'll stay tuned. Thank you and have a great day.